Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I'm your host, Apostle Dr. Tiffany Watkins. I want to join you, welcome you for joining in today again, and thank you for listening in to the podcast, and happy holidays to everyone that is listening in on the line. We are praying for you during this holiday, and especially for our singles. We are praying with you and for you, for those that are truly single, not any any type of relationship, but we are praying for you and knowing uh, that God will continue to keep you over this holiday season. And with that being said, I want to welcome a dear friend, a pastor friend of mine. Um, I love her with the love of the Lord, um, and her name is Pastor Sherelle Williams, and she's a dear sister in Christ to me. And She's also a single pastor in Christ, and we're just going to dialogue today and talk to our singles today and just be real and honest um, about some questions that we have gotten in uh, regarding singlehood and to be able to try to help you guys in order to navigate your singleness until you wait until your mate comes. And some people may enjoy their singleness, but for those that are waiting on the Lord, we're going to kind of talk about those things today. So with that being said, hello, Pastor Sherelle. How are you doing today? Hello. I am wonderful. How are you? (laughs) I am doing good. I, I, I appreciate you being able to get on the line today. Uh, to talk with me because I know this is a very interesting topic. And I always, when I started out the podcast, I said I want to be as real as possible with the people and be honest because sometimes behind the pulpit, you know, we hear this sermon, but oftentimes we don't just get to really sit down and talk um, about real issues as much as we desire to talk about it. And so that's why I want to be able to talk about it today. And so because I am a single pastor, you know, I want to address just to the singles first and just talk to them on the single side until the Lord, you know, brings our mate. I think it's important to uh, let people know, or especially singles and married, that it is okay to be single and to embrace your singleness in God. And so that is a very strong thing that I believe that we should embrace our singleness no matter what age you are because some of us are single because we've been divorced. Some of us have been single uh, just because we have not found that mate yet or God has not sent that mate in our life. And some are just single by choice. And so, uh, and also some are single by widowhood. And so there are many reasons why we may be single, um, but it does not mean that God has forsaken us. Amen. (laughs) And so I put that out there, you know. And so what we're going to just kind of talk about today is just some of the questions that we had. And I'm just going to put it to you, and then I might piggyback off of some of the things that you said. But I just want uh, to start just trying to answer some of these questions that we have, if that's okay. Okay. Okay, one of the the first questions was, um, 
what are some of the questions that you get asked that you hate to get asked as a single person and why? <laughs> what are some why of the questions are you single? Why are you single? Why are you single? Have you not found somebody yet? When are you going to get someone? Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, I wow. hate that Yes. yes, and it's like, okay, you make like, sometimes, and I do feel some people are very genuine when they ask that question, and some people, it's just like, okay, really? Um, I hate being asked those questions because, for one, I'm not supposed to be the one going out well, everything I say, this is totally my point of view of it. Right, and, right. you know, maybe somebody else don't feel the same way. But just like the scripture says, you know, he who findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor right. of the Lord. So I'm not out here, um, you know, just going and looking as far as, like, I'm chasing them down, running them down or something like that. Um it's just I I just hate being asked that question and it's like sometimes yeah. it make you feel like you're doing something wrong, something wrong for you to right. be single. And right. that is not the case. And sometimes, you know, as you were stating, you know, there are different reasons for people being single. And um now, I mean, you know, nowadays, I mean, you look at the society that we're surrounded by, and sometimes it seems like the values and the standards that we upheld from even when um, when we were growing up or um, in times past, it's right. like it's out the window or it seems like it's being thrown out the window, and it's like, you know, for me, I refuse to lower my standards. It's like, you know, I refuse to settle, if that makes sense, because um, yeah. the same way I have time to work on myself, I mean, you should want that um, for your own self as well and take the time and the initiative to really, you know, do you to get you straight for when that time comes. But, yes, that right there is one of the questions, some of the questions that I hate being asked. Why are you single? You have not found anybody yet, and and um, just trying to make you feel like you're the problem. If, right, you know. and that's always the way it is, you know, because, yes. and especially for, for my age where I am, and I'm not telling everybody my age online right now, but, <laughs> but, but you know, you know, where my age is now, it's always like, okay, well, you're not married not, right now, so there clearly has to be something, it's you, you know, it's yes, not the other yes. person. And that's not, mm-hmm. you know, that's not what it is. And one thing that you pointed out that I think that is very good is that the society that we live in, the term holiness is still right. And, you know, holiness, they, you know, nobody wants to hear that anymore when everybody's sleeping with everybody, even in church, you know, and that's just being exactly. real. <laughs> Exactly. So, exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, waiting on the Lord, they think you, you know, something's wrong with you. I had a guy, you know, I when I was working um, 
for a Teen Creative Spiritual Program, well, I was headed to work. And when I was heading to work, I saw this guy outside. And so while I was walking up, he was like, hey, you know, he was like, how are you doing or whatever, and, you know, just trying to talk or whatever. And then all of a sudden he says, um, well, are you seeing anybody? And I said, no, I'm not. And he was like, well, why are you not seeing anybody? And I said, because I just choose not to right at this point. You know, first of all, the way he was coming at me, that was already an yes. itch right there. The way he was, I'm yes. like, really? Okay. Yes. You know, and, you know, and then you have discernment. Okay. So it's like, but you still try to be friendly anyway. So then he goes yes. on and he's like, well, are you, you know, you, you um, engaged? You seeing somebody? I was like, no, no, no. He said, well, what's wrong with you? You gay? And, ooh, that thing burned me up. So I have to be gay because I'm not seeing anybody, it's, you know. Wow. I have, you know, yes. I, I'm like, really? You know, what is it that, you know, has to be wrong? Maybe it's, um, you know, and I said, no, I'm not. And I just walked off because, first of all, it's none of your business the way you came off on me like that, you know. Exactly, so, exactly. <laughs> and so, I, you know, <laughs> I just walked on in, but I was like, but, you know, that's what they think, and I don't want to get ahead of myself because that's going to be one of the things that we talk about as as far as being single pastors, but they feel like if you can't, if you're not dating a guy or you're not seeing anybody, you must must be in a gay relationship, you know, and that's not always the case, and so, you know, to make that assumption like that is horrible, and so it just got under my skin, you know, when he said that, and I was like, oh, my goodness. But it's nothing wrong, and they make you try to feel like, well, it has to be something that's going on with you while you're still not with anybody. And I'm like, no. You know, everybody has a timing in where if they desire to be married, that the Lord will do it. And we can't shun the timing. We can't um, question the timing. But we just got to trust and believe God, you know, and everybody walk is different. Everybody's walk is not the same. And to be totally honest, a lot of the relationships and and people that are married, they're not happy. I mean, you have those that are happy. I do know some that are. But there is a lot of them that put on a lot of front just to say that they're married, but the relationships are just in chaos. And so because people have settled and got in relationships and things like that, and I told the Lord, and that was one of my things, I say, Lord, when I get married, I don't want to have to get a divorce. And I would always pray and say, Lord, if this person is not the one that I'm dating or, you know, then you reveal it, you know, because I don't want to get in a relationship and then, you know, we get in a marriage and that we, we end up getting divorced. I said, because in my personality, I'm like, because I won't deal with, you know, I told the Lord, you can talk to him and be honest with the Lord because you know me because I, I just won't stay in it. Yeah. With the help of the Lord, I just wouldn't stay in it, you know, because, you know, I love God too much. And so yeah. I think that. That's just one of the questions that I hated to get asked. Although you're so beautiful, you know you're pretty. You look, you don't have nobody. What's wrong? No, it's exactly. Just God has somebody designed specifically for me, you know, and I'm not stuck up, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm a very cool person. You know, if you get to meet me, you're very cool. You know, several of the guys that I've dated in the past, I say, man, you're cool. You know, you're a pastor, you're cool. Yeah, I mean, you you know, we're human. You know, we want to be loved at the same time, but there's a standard that we desire to hold, you know, and so um, people have to respect that. And and when you do hold that standard, Pastor Sherelle, you, the men are actually surprised because they're like, you're just different. You know, I bet people say, you're just different, <laughs> you know. Yes, um, because in my... we're, 
there are many people that have done that. Go ahead, Pastor. Yes, and my thing was when I heard that, and I'm like, okay, explain that to me. What does that mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you say that, so yeah, please fill me in. Just tell me what does that mean? You say that. I um, even had uh, one to tell me I was too saved. He was saved too. Too but, saved. <laughs> but I was like, okay, <laughs> please explain this to me. The stuff Thank that, you. you know. Thank you. <laughs> accountability and and taking on that responsibility of actually walking out what it is you're saying that you are. You're a Christian, you know, being able to, in some of them, you can um, say certain things and tell them, you know, the standards or whatever or fill them in of the do's and don'ts that you will do, what you're not going to do, and, um, you know, some of them attest you just to see how far they, oh, yeah. you know, they can get with you or whatever, just to see if you're going to stand true to what you said or to, mm-hmm. you know, continue to hold on to what um, you put out there. Because a lot of them, they put it out there and, you know, they don't walk it out. They just fall right into it or whatever. And not that I'm saying when someone falls into it that, um, you know, it's the end of the world. Don't uh, stay there. You know, you just get up. You know, yeah, you might have fallen. You might have made this choice that you shouldn't have made. But, you know, get up. The longer you stay in there feeling bad and being regretful and all this stuff, the longer you will stay in it and, you know, mm-hmm. all kinds of emotion and feelings is coming and you're in a bad state. You wind up getting into depression. All this stuff mm-hmm. is coming mm-hmm. from you not being able to get up right then and there. Um, mm-hmm. Get up. Repent. Get up, you know, and move on and ask God Prayer, it does work, and that's one thing I can say. Prayer, it does work. And um, like you said, I don't want to get ahead of myself, and (laughs) I think this was last week, you know, and I was, I think it came through conversation or something, and I was like, you know, how often and how many times have we beat people with the word of God? concerning matters that we should have took the time to explain to them how to overcome it. Okay, a lot of people, they, they are single, they're lonely, they want somebody and all this stuff, and especially new converts. They come to Christ and, you know, habits and stuff that they had before they became saved, you know, now they're walking out a new a, a new lifestyle and adjusting is not always easy because that flesh is still there. I mean, yes, we are a new creature and we have been, you know, converted and everything else. But when that time comes, that moment comes, how, I mean, have we took the time to actually explain to them this is how you overcome it? We'll beat them with the word and tell them, which is good, that you, you know, have scripture to back up what you're saying. 
But mm-hmm. are you taking mm-hmm. the time to tell them, okay, when this time presents itself, when this happens, this is how you handle this, or this is what um, helps me, or whatever, you have a real one-on-one conversation with them and just keep it real and let them know this you are able to overcome this. You are able to get through this, you know, but this is how, you know, just my advice on how to handle it. But instead of taking the time to explain it or to help them, we'll, you know, sometimes miss the mark by just constantly beating them, beating them with the word and not taking the time to really explain that. Or sending people to hell, you know, you're going to hell because you, you know, you yes. just constantly sleeping with people and, you know, you this and that and the other, not realizing that it's a deliverance issue um, and yes. that it, it's more than just the individual sleeping with the person most of the time. It's a spiritual thing, and you have to get to the root of that. And so while we're lambashing yes. and beating and doing all of this, we're not really getting to the root of the problem, which is deliverance. And it takes exactly. time, like you said. You know, just exactly. look at it. You know, how long did it take us? And I'm just being real. When I grew up, I experienced sexual abuse, and so that brought a whole nother gamut of issues that I had to deal with mm-hmm. um, when I was exactly. growing up and just being a teenager. And the things that we did, you know, a lot of us when we were teenagers, but we expect people to turn around immediately. And, yes, God exactly. delivers immediately, but 90% of the time, if everybody look over their life, um, it took longer than that because we wanted to hold on to things that God said to exactly. let go. And so exactly. we don't have that compassion um, that we need to do. No, we're not saying that it's okay, but there's a level of compassion and, like you said, a level exactly. of training and a level of patience that we have to have with each and every person, just like God has patience with us. And so I, right. I, I just really enjoy what you said because I think, you know, we need to look at that. And oftentimes a lot of people that are trying to tell single stuff a lot of times are married and have been married for a long time. You know, I had an yes. individual tell me, you know, and, and kind of piggybacking off of that question, you know, we were just talking about, you know, they were like, well, you know, maybe you need to flirt a little bit more. Now, this was a, a, a friend that is a Christian and said, well, maybe you need to kind of flirt a little bit more. I'm thinking, what kind of spirit, <laughs> you know? Uh, I, I, think I'm, I, I think I look pretty enough that I don't have to go around and flirt. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And just, why am I going to flirt? And if I'm flirting, then I'm flirting to bring a spirit in to, to you know what I'm saying, to be sexual. Exactly. And I'm not trying to do that. You know, my thing is, and I think, that and I think we kind of talked to this just me and you. A lot of times, you know, men see. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but uh, we'll come back to that because I don't want to get ahead of myself. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, I, I was like, I, I, that's just not me. So I'm not even going to do that, you know. But you know, they were married and had been married forever, probably since in their early teens or whatever and so they really couldn't give me any advice and it wasn't in a mean way they were just trying to help me but you know it was Mm -hmm. just it just wasn't the the right advice for me you know and I don't think I just really don't (laughs) you know that's the place (laughs) to go to see Lord now the the man that finds the wife like you said is finding a good thing if you want to come up and talk and that's that's good but flirting okay no 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 So I want to ask you, why do you why do you think that uh, Christian singles are marrying later? What, what is your thoughts on that? Um, 
I feel it can be a number of reasons. Um, some, they look at uh, other marriages and they see the do's and don'ts that they want. And sometimes um, what they see and experience from others could put that fear within them. Um, like, I don't want to go through that. Or I don't want to experience that. And, you know, sometimes, like they said, the first impressions is like a lasting impressions. And sometimes what they see could be the first, um, when it comes to the marriage part, it it's not good what they're seeing. They're seeing, like, the spouses, you know, um, cheating on one another or whatever the case might be, and they're like, no, I don't want this. If I'm going to have to go through that, then I might as well just stay how I am. And mm-hmm. then the next part about it, um, the flip side, I feel like keeping it real, some of us, well, some people, they call themselves Christians, but they're not what you say, um, fully committed to right. being right. what a Christian really is. They'll, you know, it's like they're trying to straddle the fence. They still want to hold on to the things that mm-hmm. they want to do, their pleasures and all of the stuff that the world has to offer, but still on the opposite side, uh, be in a church and do whatever it requires of them in a church arena um, it's like they don't want to let go of that because they feel if they let go of it, you know, <laughs> they're missing out or losing something, um, mm-hmm. I guess, that is enjoyable. And, you know, I remember growing up, you know, they used to say that being a Christian wasn't fun or it wasn't exciting And, um, you know, that turned a lot of people away that was, you know, younger, the younger generation, it turned them uh, away because they're like, man, I'd rather have my fun and do everything I'm going to do now and just wait until I get older and get saved (laughs) or whatever, (laughs) you know, because if I get saved, then, yeah, I'm not going to be able to enjoy life. Well, that's not the case. And once again, like, Prayer, one thing I do know, prayer, it does work. It works. And like I told um, the members of the church that I pastor, I told them, I said, listen, when you find yourself in certain situations in certain places that you feel you shouldn't be in or dealing with situations that you shouldn't be dealing with, I said, you know, just go to God and really have that one-on-one conversation with him. Don't go trying to hide stuff. If you know you have an issue um, with handling certain situations or dealing with stuff, go to him and tell him, Lord, you know what, I'm, I'm having issues in this area. Well, this uh, loneliness that I'm feeling, Lord, I need for you to help me to get through yeah. this or, yeah. you know, just be uh, transparent, just go before him and really be honest. Don't try to hide hide it. He already know about it anyway, but it 
it works for you. It's it's like a release for you. Is that right there being honest, going before him, transparent and just really releasing it. That is a relief for you. And it um helps and I said, um, you know, it it helps you and later on it might seem like it's not happening quick enough, but little by little, the more you put it into practice, the more and more um, you see you get better at it, okay? It doesn't bother you as much because, you know, um, especially with the holidays coming up, you have some singles, yeah. they get into, like, this headspace and this kind of um, atmosphere setting mentally where they're wishing and hoping that they had somebody or, you know, to enjoy the holidays with in different things. And yeah. because they don't, you know, they get into this depressing state and all kinds right. of stuff. And um, like like you said, um, everybody, you know, um, point of view of it is different. Yeah, you know, right, um, right. when it comes to being single and you have some, um, the stuff they witnessed in their childhood um, from their own parents and they saw what their mm-hmm. mother or their father mm-hmm. had to go through and they're like, no, I don't want that for me. Or, or they and, pattern after what their parents have done. You know, some of them yes. where they never got married and they just, you know, had common law marriages and just had people in and out of the house. You know, men, yes, different men or different women, you know. Yes, so that's yes. Wow. Yes, and and that's what I've seen commonly because if you know it's a generational thing, you know, yes. nine times out of ten, you know, if you see, if your mother and father had a child out of wedlock, you had a child out of wedlock, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of time, oftentimes that's how it happens because it's a generational thing that has to be broken. Um, but, again, it goes back to what you were saying. We have to be taught. And if you're not taught those things, then you'll continue to go in a circle until revelation comes. And so that's I think right. that it's very important, and that leads me to what we were talking about, you know, how can we remain sexually pure while dating? Now, I know we're going to step into something right here because that sexually <laughs> pure ain't even a thing no more, you know, just about, I shouldn't exactly. say no more, but it's far exactly. and few. <laughs> because if exactly. you remain sexually pure while dating, you know, they think it's a problem. Now, you're probably going to laugh at me, but I'm, uh, I'm going to, and they, they online probably going to laugh at me, but it is what it is. And like you say, everybody has their um, choices. Everybody has their standards. Everybody know what God said. And to me, if God sent a mate to you, they will respect you. They will love exactly. you. And they will respect exactly. what God has um, convicted you to do because the yes. real person who loves you, and I've heard this from marriages, you know, when, a, and I've heard this from men, they say if a man really loves you, they're going to do what they have to do um, to get you, and it's not going yes. to be, um, you know, but if their motives appear, then they won't remain, but if they know that this is my wife, because, you know, I've talked to some married um, people before, men and women, and they say, you know, my husband pursued me, I don't care what it was, he pursued me, you know, and he respected me, and so... exactly. Not that, you know, you know, I've heard people say, well, you, maybe you're too picky. No, I'm just not going to lower my standards, you know. And exactly. so and your standards don't have to be so high. And to be totally honest, and I'm going to talk about that, my only two standards, main ones, is that they love God and they go to church. 
and then we can work mm-hmm. on the rest. And it may be a few pet peeves, but if you don't, those two right there, you don't get good. And I'm not talking about just go to church on Sunday because I'm a pastor and I don't want to get ahead of myself. But, you know, there's just certain things for where you are that the Lord knows what you need. And so exactly. you can't compromise on that. And so what I was getting ready to say was, so with me, you know, remaining sexually pure while dating for me, and then um, I'm going to let you you talk about it. But for one thing for me is that I don't let when I'm dating and, the Lord, you know, I don't let the person that I know that I'm dating know where I live at because I don't know if I'm going to be with you, <laughs> you know, till the end. I don't know how it's going to turn out. Um, but mm-hmm. I found that that works for me, and that's wisdom because, you know, you shouldn't have that privilege to be able to know where I live, and I shouldn't know where you live until we, you know, understand and know one another to know, hey, maybe this is going to go a little further because just p- partly because I'm a pastor one, but second of all, just just you shouldn't be at my house anyway. We need to be going to, you know, out to eat or, you know, wherever we decide to go. Um, unless you're engaged or, you know, something like that. Just while you're in the in the beginning stages of dating, I believe that is very important because, you know, being together at home for me, um, that would put you at, you know, at a risk, and I don't want to be at exactly. risk. And you have to know what puts you at risk. You have to know that you're triggers, and you have to be able to stand with that because if you don't, then you're setting yourself up for a fall. So what do you think about exactly. that? Exactly. And I totally agree. And, um, you know, even being single and, you know, living that kind of lifestyle, um, you know, you should be my, we should be mindful of the things that we're, you know, putting into our spirits and, you know, Mm -hmm. um, meaning, you know, you're single and you're sitting there watching a whole bunch of movies or TV shows dealing with sexual, um, uh, activities and different things or whatever and you're putting and feeding that stuff into your spirit and um, you know you listening to all kind of stuff and just keeping it real we're talking about yes, yes. all the way you know across the board because you have a lot of people that say in their Christian 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 and they're still you know, like I stated before, straddling the fence. You mm-hmm. get two parts of them. One minute, you know, they over here singing praise and worship and preaching and everything else. And <laughs> on the opposite side, you got a totally different person. Um, they all in the club and everything else. And I'm not judging, but I'm just speaking truth. And, right. you know, the, <laughs> It's like, okay, you allowing the people to see, (laughs) yes, yes, so you're seeing all of this, and then once again, living in the society that we live in, it's like, um, for the ones that are trying to be pure, you know, um, it's like everything is being offered freely. Right, right, And it's like so much of it just being offered freely. Okay, so they're standing there, and it's like they have two options. They can, you know, hold out and uh, stand strong or whatever concerning the standards and the stuff that you have, the requirements that you have, or else they can go over here and have whatever they want (laughs) effortlessly. 
and it's like nine times out of ten, they not they feel like okay, well you know what, and this is not for everybody. I know everybody is not the same, but one thing I have said is that, and I'm not that old or whatever, but I was raised by an old schooler, and, you know, my uncles and all of them, they showed me and displayed before me what real men were. Now we have, like, these unique men. And like I said, Mm -hmm. this is not for every man, but it's like they're, weak. It's it's like they're not really um, real men anymore. It's like, I don't even know how to really explain it, but it's so different. Um, Than what it's in the day. Right, right. Yes, than what it was. And it was like dating back then um, in the years earlier was a little bit more easier than it is now. Um, it's like, oh, mm, so much can be said about this particular topic, but, <laughs> yes, yes. but you know what? <laughs> Go ahead, Pastor. But, um, yeah, um, but staying pure is basically, you know, like we were saying, don't lower your standards, and some of them, they'll try to make you feel bad. Um, because you have standards, and sometimes they'll try to make you feel like you're outdated. Um, oh, yeah. Because you yeah. have standards and values. But, you know, we have to get to that place mentally where we're headstrong to know that. Um, and one thing I do know, if God can, you know, through our prayers, answer our prayers concerning every other matter. Why can't he answer your prayer concerning this matter? And if both of you all are committed and in the relationship of dating or what, well, dating and you want to be pure, I feel like if you ask God to help you, he will help you. And like the older people say, you used to say, if you want to be kept, you can be kept. But you yeah, have to uh-huh, want uh-huh. it. Nobody you can make it. you. Right. Yes, and yes, you know, a lot of people, we as singles don't want it. You know, a lot of people, because mm-hmm. you know, it's easier to give into the flesh. It's easier to exactly. just, you know, have somebody that at least I have somebody that loves me. At least I'll, you know, be warm at night, you know, and maybe half a man, but mm-hmm. at least I have, you know, somebody, you know. And the truth be told, all of us, you know, the majority of us want to be loved. I want to be loved. You want exactly. to be loved. But, exactly. You know, but at what cost do we want to be loved? And we have exactly. to really think are about you, that. And you, go ahead. What you are say, you Pastor? willing to pay that price? Yes. Right. Are you really wait, uh, wanting to pay that price for that? Because like you were saying, a lot of people and, you know, we're surrounded by social media posts and different things mm-hmm. and you have a lot of people, they're posting the whole what looks to be happy and what looks right. to be working. Right, what looks to be, right, right. Yes, yes, and it's not that way. And people and like um, one of my um, uh minister friends, we were talking one day and I said, you know what? I said, people will allow you to see what they want you to see. They will portray Mm -hmm. a lot of things out in the open and have you thinking, oh, I want that. I want this. Uh, I want what they got. No, you don't. Want what 
is for you because a lot of times, and one thing my dad taught me, he said, um, even growing up a young boy in the church, and he would see, like, the mothers in the church, one particular deaconess that was praying, your heart down praying and the spirit moving and different things. He was like, I want to be like that. I want to be able to pray and stuff like that. But one day his eyes came open and what was being portrayed in the church was not the same thing that was being portrayed outside of the church. And he Mm -hmm. said from that experience, he learned that, you know, you should not be looking at people and saying that you want to be like them to that certain extent because you don't know what people, unless you're there, you don't know what people really are like behind closed doors that are outside of the full walls of church unless you Mm -hmm. have that one-on-one time with them or the spirit. And you talked about that, having the discernment, you know, the Mm -hmm. Holy Ghost, the spirit leading and showing you or letting you know, okay, yeah, this right here, Mm mm-mm. Something ain't right. Something's off. Yes. About Something this, ain't clean. You know? <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> and I can attest that right there has worked. And, you know, yes. and I guess uh, further down, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but, you know, right. um, even being gifted in dating, you know, you having spiritual gifts and God using you, and especially when you're. Um, and you don't have to be, because I wasn't a minister at the time, but one of them, um, one of the ways that God dealt with me was through dreams and along with other things. And I remember God showing me something that transpired or took place, and um, I didn't understand it at first, but I knew something wasn't right. And Lord and behold, I think a few days later, the very thing I seen, it happened. And I guess that was God's way of letting me know, you know, what had taken place. And um, mm-hmm. when you're gifted and have that discernment and everything else, you, God is not going to have you ignorant. But sometimes we try to have the benefit of a doubt and still be like, okay, you know, I will still give this a shot. I must still, you know, see if it'll work. But, no. you know, the Holy Ghost will not lead you wrong. It will not lead you wrong. He will not lie. <laughs> he will not lie. I'm telling you, because I, I was almost married a couple of times, and the Spirit was just talking to me, you know, and I remember situations, mm-hmm. and I, I talk about it in my book, and if, if you guys are listening, it's called The Lonely Heart, and you can look at the stories. It's on Amazon, um, and I talked about a couple of times where I was almost married, but my ultimate prayer was, Lord, if this person isn't the one for me, then, God, you blow it up. You know, you show it because I don't have time to be in a marriage that um, – that God is not ordained for me. And some people don't agree with that. Some people say that, you know, there are a lot of Christians and you can choose and God will bless it. I'm not disagreeing with that. But for me and for my life, you know, I I don't, you know, we're going in marriages. It's not going to be perfect. I understand that. We're all going to have yes, issues. Yes. We just have struggles when you yes. get married. But at least I want to be able to go through those issues, what I believe that God has ordained for my life, you know, and for my marriage. Definitely. And so, 
prayer, like you said, is so key. You have to pray because you don't want to get into something that where I've seen a lot of situations where in marriages that is happening, and we have to learn how to be patient. You know, and you were saying exactly. something earlier about about the men. I want to re- I want to read one of the questions in my book that I asked. And I had said, if a man had sex outside of marriage with someone, how likely do you think he will marry that person? Give an answer in percentages from 1% to 100%. Why did you answer this way? Now, I'm just going to read the, the men answers. Now, when I did this survey, I asked men, women of all different colors and races and ages. Mm-hmm. But I just want to um, read some of the male responses um, from answers to that. Uh, This is an African-American male in his mid-20s, and he said, I think that the man is about 15%, listen to this, Pastor, 15% likely to marry the other person because the outside fling is just a quick quick fix. It is a meaningless and just a break from, from the norm. And this is how one of the guys looks at it. It may be a game to see if he still got it. If the wife finds out and leaves them, the percentage increases to about 85% because guys hate to be alone, so we just settle for the next best thing. Now, <laughs> this, is from, this is from a guy now, and, and I like to hear this. This is another one, uh, a Caucasian male in his 40s. He said, I believe 10% because people who have sex outside of marriage because they are not getting the sexual attention they want. The person usually, in my experience, does not intend to dissolve the marriage they are currently in. they just receiving the attention they desire from their spouse, from an alternative person. And this person, you know, taking it about, you know, outside of marriage, I guess, if, if it's in the fact of adultery. Um, mm-hmm. And this was, uh, let me see, an African-American male in his late 30s. I think 50% of men who are sexually active outside of marriage will get married. I say 50% because most end up getting married because of female getting pregnant. Now, this, this is the men's thoughts, you know, not all mm. men's thoughts, but a lot of them. And they're just being honest and being real. Exactly. Um, and and exactly. letting us know that really if you're having sex outside of marriage, nine times out of ten, you know, from what they're saying, they're not going to marry you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, exactly. Because they'll go and, and this is what I'm going to tell you, they'll go and this is, and I've learned now, and then um, we're gonna we're gonna end for the day, and we're gonna start finish up next week. But I've learned not just from men, but we the women we have now they're just as ruthless as some of the you know some of the men. And we're not talking about all yes. men because there are men that are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. That's right. Just like there are women that are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about that, but we're talking about being real and um, dealing with the real issues. And you know, as long as you're gonna give it up, they're gonna take it one way or the other. If you're right. a woman. They're going to take it. If you're a man and with the woman, they're going to take it. As long as you give it, they're going to take it because, you know, they're trying to feel that flesh. They're trying to feel the needs of the flesh, and I just got to get mine, you know, and um, not realizing all the soul ties that are being Mm -hmm. formed while you having sex, you know, and I'm just being real, and you you wonder why you can't get rid of that person or you wonder why you just think you just can't get a hold of them because it's a soul tie and it has to be broken. And then you fast and pray. And I'm talking from experience when I was young as a Christian and I was in relationships and stuff and you have a sex with these people and then it's soul ties and then you have to fast and pray and break those things. And then once you fast and pray, 
and break those things, you got to flee. The Bible says flee fornication because ain't no use you trying mm-hmm. to stay in it and work it out because every time it's just not going to work. <laughs> you know, you just going to have That's to right. run from it. And you have to know <laughs> your weakness. You have to know okay. what it is and say, man, I can't deal with that. Oh, Lord, I got to get away from it because, you know, the enemy knows. And the Lord has given us our hormones. He's given us all of those things. And we can't say take away my hormones, but we got to learn how to bring those things under subjection. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's why it is important that, you know, as we close out this end of the segment, is how to remain sexually pure during dating, that we should, you know, kind of keep those standards, you know, because that lets you know where the individual's heart is, you know, and you also have to pray for discernment. There's nothing better than discernment because when you pray, the Lord allow you to see people's heart. Exactly. And exactly. Um, it'll help you. Um, and if you really want to know, he will get you out of that thing. And, and I'm, I'm a living right. testimony that he's done it many times again. But I want to thank right. you, Pastor Sherelle, for just sharing with us on today. We're going to talk again next week. Uh, but I'm, I just wanted to ask you to pray for those singles that are on the line right now um, before we leave, if you don't mind. Sure. Father God, we thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for your kindness. God, we thank you for even this session, God, this discussion, this conversation. God, there are so many singles out there, God, that feel like something is wrong with them, God. They feel like when is their time going to come, God? When is it going to happen for them? And God, right now, I ask that you comfort their hearts, God. I ask that you touch their minds and their hearts right now, God, and assure them, God, that there is nothing wrong with them, God, and there is something good in the wait, God, and, God, that you have something special for them, God, and that you would keep them, God, lead, God, and direct them, give them the discernment that they are needing. God, we ask that you continue to comfort them and continue to keep them, God, and lead, God, and direct them. And, God, we are sealing this, and we are thanking you as if it's already done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And thank you again, Pastor Sherelle Williams, for joining us today. And thank you for all those that have joined in to listen. But tune in next week. We're going to finish this talk all month, especially during the holidays, and just learning how to strengthen your faith as a single believer and knowing how to hear God as it comes to dating and your mate and all of those different types of things. We love you with the love of the Lord, and we look forward to hearing you and seeing you and talking to you in the future. Until then, have a blessed day. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.